Portions of this program may be pre recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday afternoon edition of the SWAT radio program. I am David Gray, sitting in for Taylor Johnson, and along with my buddy Doug McCary from His Light Ministries, we are glad you are with us. If you want to call us during this first segment, especially as we kind of talk about what's going on in the world, you can reach us at 844-777-7928. You can also uh, send your questions via email to Doug at SWAT Radio. And as always, we're glad for those of you listening here in Jacksonville on 91.7 FM, The Truth, 91.9 in St. Augustine, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, and of course in Meridian, Mississippi, and also in coastal Virginia and all over the country on the SWAT radio app. Doug, always good to be here and happy Friday. Happy Friday, or as our good friend Pastor Will would say, fabulous Friday. It's a fabulous Friday. Fabulous Friday. Uh, yeah, it is good to have you in here, Dave. We uh, It's been an interesting week, a lot going on. I don't know if you had a chance to um, read the local news, but there was a, a local pastor. Uh, he was actually an associate pastor at uh, a church called New Life Evangelistic Center. was uh, hit by a car Wednesday hmm. while uh, and killed. Uh, and was a hit and run driver. It's the seventh hit and run in Jacksonville this year. But um, you know, the police are asking for anybody that might have the where know know about this car. The car was a 1999 or 2000 model light colored Mitsubishi Montero Sport, and uh, had front end damage. Um, they did, you know, it's it's kind of a beigeous one. Where know. did it happen, Doug? It happened over. Um, uh, I think uh, the, the the exact street crossing was Crystal Springs Road uh, near Hammond Boulevard. Okay. And so, um, but uh, the pastor was uh, a pastor at New Life Evangelistic Center. And, um, you know, the head pastor over there said that this guy took a walk every morning at 6 a.m. and usually got back at 7.15. And he was a devoted family man and dedicated father and grandfather and a son of God. And, you know, um, that's sad, especially when something like that happens when, um, you know, somebody does something for whatever reason, intentional or accidental, and then leaves. Um, and there's a lot of unanswered questions. And so anyway, uh, just keep that family and that church in your prayers this morning, Mm. uh, as we, uh, just remember them and what, what's going on. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if you caught this. We were talking before the break. There was uh, a Nashville, up in Nashville, where my daughter lives. Um, the the city, the, the mayor of that city, along with people on his staff and other people up there, suppressed information about COVID numbers being lower in the businesses, specifically restaurants and bars and those kind of things. Than they were, and those businesses up there have been struggling because tourism is such a huge part 
And you, you just ask the question, what would motivate anybody from not sharing? That's public information. That's not private information when the health department does these, you know, things. I mean, it, it's not – I don't know why they would suppress that information. Mm. That's not going to create a panic to tell people, hey, it's actually lower than it is, a lot lower. Yeah. And people were really upset to find that out yesterday. They're talking about possibly uh, – you know, you know, recalling that guy or trying to. Well, it makes you wonder also how many other cities and towns and and jurisdictions, if you will, have done similar things. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have evidence of that, but it makes you ask that question. If a if a major city like Nashville is doing that, are there other other places that have done that for whatever the reasons are, political or otherwise? Well, yeah, there there's a lot of stuff right now where people you know if, if you go back let's go all the way back till february don't wear masks don't worry about getting masks now they're telling wear mask then the cdc in july puts out a thing that says masks aren't really that effective mm. but we should wear them anyway mm. um and you know i don't know if you saw where the house speaker nancy pelosi pushed back against the catholic uh uh, archbishop out in san francisco so that the head guy out there saying that you know he wants to have more in-person gatherings he wants to open it up and obviously in california it's they've got it right now you can't do that you're an outlaw if you do that and so uh the house speaker came out uh, today and said that uh, well he should follow the science the problem is when you suppress the data of the science and you keep stuff like that from getting out there, then you can make people believe that the science is something else. And that's nobody trusts people right now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think we've said that now for a while. It's, it's very, very difficult to know what to believe. And there's so much misinformation out there. And then you see a story like this. And, and, and especially, it's, it's especially aggravating, right, and sad when you realize how many small businesses, and especially in the restaurant business or, or bar business, if you will, are suffering, mm-hmm. and 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 yet they've kept them closed, taking the Nashville story, based on apparently false data. Well, I, I just I, ha- I have to crack up at Nancy Pelosi lecturing people on faith and telling people of faith what to do. She she made the comment that faith and science are sometimes at odds. And uh, she said, people around here say to me, you're a person of faith. Why do you believe in science? And she said, I believe science is an answer to our prayers. It's a creation of God and one that is an answer to our prayers. Well, here's the thing. Science... You know, science, first of all, people try to prove the Bible scientifically. You can't. To prove anything scientifically, it has to be repeatable. Uh, you can prove the Bible evidentiary with the evidence, and there's been manuscript evidence and all other kinds of internal evidence. There's lots of ways to, to validate different things. But as far as the Bible goes, we we are people of faith, and we believe the Bible based on faith and evidence. God gave us the evidence that um, when you know when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, how it corroborated all the scripture. Mm-hmm. And prior to that time, I think the earliest manuscripts were like three to four hundred A.D. But the Dead Sea Scrolls go back to a hundred B.C. I think. Uh, so, anyway, these these people 
talk about science and faith, faith and science, no scientific discovery has ever invalidated scripture. Correct, correct. And they and faith and science gets talked about, get talked about like they're mutually exclusive. Sci- yes. Science is a means by which men seek to explain the world, the natural world, right? Think, yeah. Whether it's whether it's the science of astronomy, whether it's chemistry, whether it's biology, but the where things diverge is how did all these how did all these things that we're trying to explain through science come into being? <laughs> right, that's yeah. where you know, and 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 even even talking about evolution. Not that I want to get off on that tangent, and I'm not going to. But this idea that it's not so much that the theory of evolution is totally insane. It's this, people just equate evolution with that everything started from nothing, right? Yeah. It didn't, it didn't start from nothing. It's where did it all start? How was it created? Yeah. Whose imagination thought of all of this and then whose power brought it all into being? And we know the answer to that. And science is, is a way that men explain or seek to understand the natural world that God created. So they're not, and, and we know through history there have been wonderful scientists who were who were deep had deep faith in God. Well, right? well, I, I think this whole idea of science and and data as it relates to COVID nineteen, uh, people, you, you know, you weren't here, but I was talking with Taylor. The uh, well. No, I was talking, it was yesterday, I think it was, where I was talking with one of um, our SWAT guys who said he doesn't know, he only knows three or four people personally in all of his contacts that has had the virus, mm-hmm. the coronavirus, mm-hmm. COVID-19. Uh, and those three, nobody died. But he said, in the same amount of time that that thing's been going on, he's known three people to die from suicide. Mm. Yeah, and, think, and he said that the depression yeah. and the and the 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 struggles people are having is real, and and we as the church we're not we're not I don't think we're doing enough yeah. to reach out to people and be sources of hope during this. Mm. I think it was I think I chatted with Taylor about this a couple of weeks ago when you were gone. Um, and Taylor mentioned a study or an interview with someone where they think by the time this is all said and done, the number of deaths from things like suicide and depression or people putting off treatments that they should have because of COVID are going to equal or surpass the deaths from COVID. Yeah, that and that's, that's well, that's scary. And, you know, one of the things that um, I just talked talking to a friend earlier today who told me a friend of his passed away. He had COVID. He had, but but he didn't die from COVID. Mm-hmm. But they put COVID sure. as his reason of death on his death certificate. Yeah. You know. Well, that's that story that very quietly kind of came out a couple of weeks ago, right? Where the CDC itself released statistics that said, of all COVID deaths, I think I'm getting this right, only six percent of the people who have died have died from COVID actually died from the COVID. Now think about that. Otherwise it was two or more morbidity factors that, that really were the major factors in someone's death. Well, one guy at SWAT told me he knew a guy that died in a motorcycle accident who had COVID and they put that as a, (laughs) 
he put that as a reason for his death. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, this goes back to what we're talking about, about fear. Anyway, we're going to take our first break. Glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio, 844-777-7928. Come back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh right now. It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down. But what will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now? Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray along with Doug McCary here on Friday afternoon in Jacksonville, Florida, and we are glad you're with us. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment, uh, or you can send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. Doug, it's been good to uh, have the Bible studies started back up. It's been good to see everybody at SWAT. It has. It has been good. We had a good group, a couple of new guys down at... um uh, the St. Augustine uh, location today. It is good to see everybody back. And, you know, we still have quite a few that aren't. And, you know, if you're listening out there and maybe your church isn't meeting or maybe you're not engaged in uh, a group of people that you can share what's going on with in your life or you have people asking you hard questions. And by hard questions, I mean questions like, Hey, I know things are tough, but are you are you spending time in the Word of God regularly? Are you feeding? You know, we have no problem feeding our physical body. I don't understand why we have a problem feeding our spiritual body, because Jesus always placed more emphasis on the spiritual rather than the physical. You know, when He was out in the desert for forty days, 
and he his body his physical body was hungry and satan tried to tempt him he said man what doesn't live by bread alone mm. uh, and i think we're far too easily satisfied with bread here on earth and the and the the physical bread and when we're not feeding our souls you know it it is important every day to bring god's perspective to your world not his perspective through listening to a podcast or even this radio podcast or or a sermon but through his word directly to you that's the beautiful part about the holy spirit god says in his word you don't need any man to teach you the spirit will teach you but you got to spend time in his word and so i really encourage you if you haven't been doing that take some time today just block out let's say 15 minutes this afternoon and just go get alone with god and crack that bible open start with psalm 1 and just spend 15 minutes in psalm 1 blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked man that you know that right there that first verse alone or sit in the seat of scott or, or you know or stand in the path or sit it's a progression and just to sit there and meditate about that lord am i walking with people that i shouldn't walk with lord am i am i am i standing as i am i stopping near these these people that i shouldn't be around and allowing them to influence me lord am i sitting am i actually taking my myself and and staying where i shouldn't be around people that i shouldn't be around uh, and it, you know, it's like Paul says, it's, it's not saying don't go be out in the world to be a witness. What it's saying is these people you're aligning yourself with right now. Cause when you, when you go through difficult times, David, I think it's easy for you to compromise. Sure. You become vulnerable, right? When you go through tough times. Yeah. And, and the, the spending time alone with God is the putting on the armor. And what does it say in Ephesians? It says, so when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand. And after you've done everything to stand, right? The idea that, that well, evil's all around us all the time, but the days are getting worse. We know we're going through stuff that in our lifetimes, we the country's probably never gone through to this extreme, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty... So the idea of putting on the armor of God is not just this one-time thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's putting it on every day. Because the day of evil is every day, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it could be worse at some times than others. But when that, like you said, when that confrontation comes, or when mm-hmm. that real trouble or, or issue comes, can we stand firm because we've been with him on a regular basis? If we haven't, and and I speak from experience on this, I, I'm not judging anybody out there. I know what it's like to get out of the pattern of spending time with him on a regular basis, and. Mm-hmm. And I think in this environment where people's routines have been so upset and broken, you know, I need routine. I need the discipline of a routine. Well, you and I were talking before the program. Um, There's a a very, very popular gun store here in town. And uh, since all the craziness has started in our country, um, I heard the other day from one of the employees there, that they have sold more guns in a couple of months over the summer mm. than they sold the entire past two years. Mm. 
Now, I want you to just think about that stat for a minute. So for the last 24 months prior to June, they had not sold as many guns as they had sold June, July. Mm-hmm. That That's astounding when you stop and think about it. And I know a lot of people, uh, I love to shoot, you know, I love to shoot and I love to, to help people learn how to shoot. And I grew up shooting and, and just, I like guns. I like, I like shooting targets. I like, uh, guns are a tool. They're neutral. I know people have different emotions about it. People use guns to hunt, right. you know, and, and, and stuff and, and to defend law enforcement, use guns to protect life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so guns are neutral people are evil Mm -hmm. the guns themselves are not evil and but i had this thought i wonder how many bibles have been sold in the last two Mm -hmm. months i wonder if bible sales Mm -hmm. have gone up i wonder if people you know it's funny to me that you hardly have any standalone christian bookstores anymore and i remember talking to one of the managers when lifeway was here and i said you guys don't have any really good theological books anymore. What's happened? It's all this fluff. It's all modern biographies and, uh, you know, Christian fiction, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's okay. But where's the good theology books, the old classics? Right. You know what he said? Nobody wants to read them. Mm-hmm. They don't sell. And then they eventually shut down. They're not even here. Right. You can get them online. But they're not here. It, it, and so you can go to Barnes & Nobles. You can go to Books a Million. You can buy Bibles there. But but, but you're buying them for people there that just sell it like every other book. They don't even know the value of what they had. And the contrast to me is over in China, people weep when they get a copy of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so... I wonder where Bible sales are. It'd be real interesting to find out that stat that yeah. if Bible sales have really gone up in the last two months, or if people just are only stocking up on food and guns and toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The toilet paper craze seems to have gone by the boards a little bit, but that's a great question. I yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah it's a great question i I think i'm going to reach out to lifeway next week because they still do a lot online or christian book distributors and ask them how their bible sales compare just out of curiosity because i know people are buying guns everywhere Mm. but a gun is not gonna save a soul right a gun may protect your physical life but it ain't going to protect your spiritual life right and if you're not spending time in the word and i remember when jesus was in samaria remember when the disciples had gone into town and jesus was with a woman at the well and they come back and they go do you need something to eat he goes no i'm doing the will of my father Mm. i have food that you don't know about Mm. i've been doing the will of my father and so i just was thinking about that and um in, in light of everything going on, I think we as Christians, going back to an analogy we shared, I think last time we were here, and I've shared it with Taylor several times, is we have to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Mm. We have to be a regulating force of light in our community, bringing balance, bringing hope, uh, bringing faith, and bringing love. You know the three things Paul said, faith, hope, and love. How how are we doing with that? Yeah. 
Well, there's so, there's so much anger out there right now. There's so much tension, so much anger. You see stories every day of people screaming and yelling at each other and getting in fights. That, I think of that video from a couple of weeks ago where the two women were on a, in a fight on the jet bridge trying to board a plane. Oh, I remember and, that. I mean, yeah. there's just every day there's stories like this where and, – and I think – I think everybody is on their last nerve. People are afraid. Um, and I, I just think as believers, and, and again, I, I have been guilty plenty of times of getting caught up in that. Not that I had a fight on the jet bridge, but, um, but of just, am I being different than the world? Am I being light? Am I being salt? Am I being somebody who is set apart? Or am I being just like everybody else, caught up in all the, the news and the politics and the and the fear and the pandemic and again not that we don't want to be informed and and aware of those things but we can't let it run our lives when our lives are in service to Christ well yeah. we we are definitely there are things that should make us angry to be honest with sure, you sure sure um when when our leaders lie to us that should make us angry um you know this, but it's how do we handle it well, versus well, how the world is. Well, handling that's true. It, right? Yeah, but but I believe we should be having conversations. And I think uh, earlier this week I talked about this movie Cuties on Netflix. I want to talk about that when we come back from the break. If you have not listen, if you are a subscriber to Netflix, some people go, "What's Netflix?" That's good. That's fine. But if you are a subscriber to Netflix, when we come back, I want to describe. Not what a Christian movie review site says, but I want to read some some descriptions that are on the IMDb database, which is if you just go and look about movies or stuff, these are the descriptors that are given to the rest of the world. And it's, it, it's going to make you angry, and it should, because it's wrong. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Steve's got a stat there saying Bible sales are up 143% since last year. We'll talk about that, That's awesome, too. Steve. That is Thanks good for news. finding that out. Anyway, we're glad you're with us. We're going to go to a break for the news. And um, you can call us uh, during the break or when we come back at 844-777-7928. You can send us an email with a question or a comment to Doug at SWATRadio.com. And as always, you can go to the SWAT Radio app if you want to listen to any past programs um, or find out any information about SWAT Bible studies, which meet during the week. Again, come on back after the news. David Gray and Doug McCary will be here for another 30 minutes.
SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray along with Doug McCary on a Friday afternoon here on the SWAT Radio program. Glad you're with us. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we've just been, it's kind of a free-for-all Friday, right, Doug? Not free-for-all, but well, kind of open-topic Friday. Well, yeah. You know, we, we we this whole week we've been talking about Hebrews and and we're kind of leading up to apostates uh, for next week. We've been kind of doing a broad brush review of Hebrews 1 through 10. And uh, the problem with the, the the people that the letter to the Hebrews was written to, which you had groups of people that made up a faith community that had people that were all in, and then you had other people there that were posers mm-hmm. or pretenders or people that had intellectually bought in and had not really surrendered their hearts to the lordship of Christ, his kingship. And and I think what we're seeing in our culture is a dividing line being drawn where you're going to have some people that are all in and they're saying, I'm in. You know, I don't care what happens to me. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I stand with the truth. I'm not ashamed of the Bible. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed to stand up for what's right. And so when... And, but but here's the thing about this Netflix thing. It's being criticized not just by Christians. Right. You've got mainstream people in the media. You've got politicians. You've got people that aren't even believers speaking out. Why? Because of the exploitation of children in this thing. And, the, you know, apparently the producer made it, she said, to uh, – to, to bring a, an alertness to to the world about the exploitation of children, but you don't make a movie like that and actually exploit them. Because listen, David, and I I, I want to apologize up front to people. And if you have young young children, you might want to shoo them off, uh, let them go to another room, or cut the radio down here. But th- th- these are actual descriptors that if you go to the IMDb website, it says on there that uh, one of the girls caught with her cousin's phone, this is an 11-year-old girl, locks herself in the bathroom and pulls down her pants and takes a picture of herself and then publishes online. Now, that really happens today, and they don't show, but they show her doing that, okay? So, again, the majority of people watching Netflix is young kids, mm-hmm. teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, children all throughout the movie are watching pornography on a cell phone. Uh, even though they don't show nothing, the girls huddle around and they talk about what's is going on on there. Uh, there's uh, frequent scenes of these 11-year-old now, 
11-year-old. I mean, it would be bad even if they're 15, but there are 11-year-old girls dancing very obscenely, mm-hmm. and and the camera will go in and out. Um, there's even a scene, David, where an 11-year-old girl uh, pulls her top up, and I mean, for a second. I mean, it's, it's just really, really yeah. bad stuff. And so... I encourage you, if you subscribe to Netflix, write to them and say, please take this down or we are leaving. They've already had a mass exodus for a lot of people. Their stock went down, but more people need to be mm-hmm. speaking out. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who is not a bastion of Christianity, I can tell you that right there, but she is she she has prosecuted people um, for this, and she said, you know, this – that this whole thing with the um, with the uh, the exploiting the girls it hypersexualizes girls my own daughter's age to the delight she says of pedophiles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the ones I prosecuted mm-hmm. she said cancel this apologize and work with experts to heal what you've harmed already wow I mean this is Nancy Pelosi's daughter saying these things so you know yeah um, i haven't um i've i've certainly been aware of what's happening and i've seen the story on a couple of news programs and to your point um i've seen brief shots on a couple of the news programs of some of those dancing scenes that you're talking about and 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 the camera angles and where the cameras are focusing what what can the point be other than to exploit. There, there can be no other reason. I don't care what the maker of the film says. There can be no other reason for those kind of things than to than to draw draw try to draw people in by that. Yeah. And the other thing that, that strikes me when I hear this is just think about the last thirty years. You know, I think back to when I was an, a young parent you know, we listened a lot to James Dobson, right? To, uh, yeah. to focus yeah, on the family. We used to listen to that all and the I time. can remember Dobson talking about all of these things that were hot button issues back then, right? Social, cultural things, and talking about the battle for the soul of the country and, and the battle for the culture and the battle for minds. And so many of the things that he warned about then are quote-unquote mainstream now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just normalized, right? And, and and I look at something like this, and if something's not done, this will be the next thing that becomes normal Yeah, in society, right? It's yeah. an outrage now, fortunately, but, but I think of so many things that Dobson was talking about 30 years ago that were an outrage to a lot of people, and now they're common. Yeah. And this will become that way. It's the old adage, right, of a if you throw a frog into a pot of boiling water, he jumps right out. If you throw a frog into a pot of lukewarm water water and slowly turn up the heat, he boils to death. Yeah. And and that's what happens in culture and to us we get used to things and we get desensitized to things. And then before you know it, all this stuff that we would have been thought crazy 20 years ago is is mainstream well yeah well exactly you know john rutherford uh the congressman for this area um was on uh, a few weeks ago 
And I don't know if you remember this, but back in 2016, he spoke out against the Black Lives Matter organization about their Marxist views, and he got a lot of criticism Mm -hmm. for it. And I remember thinking at the time, because I didn't know that much about the organization, but I remember saying, man, he's getting a lot of blowback on that. And now you see what has unfolded mm-hmm. with the Marxist views, the the really anti-traditional family views, the desire to come in and, and really destroy uh, what biblical values are there uh, in the family, the, the biblical mandated family values. They don't, they don't ascribe to those, but I think over time that message get out. And so now we we're to the point where NFL football players will were not will not be allowed to put the name of a police officer that's slaughtered in the in the line of duty on their helmet, but they will put the name of a person who sexually assaulted a person was wanted for that and was shot for resisting arrest on their helmets. Mm-hmm. What kind of country is this that we're doing this stuff? It's the bizarro uh, it, universe. It, it, it is it, it is, is when it really people is. call bad good and good bad. It's it's insane. And you know, um the whole Brianna Taylor thing up in Louisville, Kentucky. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who lives up there and he was saying there's so much that has not even come out in the public yet because and I wonder about how Nashville suppressed the information about COVID, how much of information is being suppressed in some of these cases, and now they just paid a $12 million payout to the mother. And I don't know uh, if these things are substantiated, but some of the things that he was sharing with me that they've got through local news up there is that the guy who was – being the who shot first not the police but the guy who shot pulled brianna taylor in front of him like a shield mm. and if that's true think about how that narrative changes sure it's not that the police tried to sure. just wildly shot it right. said he pulled but we don't know right because the, the information hasn't come out correct and this is a big part of the problem yeah is that we've talked about the media before and what's happening with the media in the country and i don't think there's any doubt that it's and the city leans a certain way. And the city settled a twelve million dollar yeah. payout, which communicates to people everywhere else. You know what? You can go commit a crime, and if you don't like the way the police handle it, if there's some kind of violence that you initiate, mm-hmm. the police didn't go in there shooting. They went in there, and after they were shot at, we mm-hmm. that has been verified. Right? They returned fire, but we don't know all the details of that. But they've already paid out. Twelve yeah. million dollars. Well, we know that there's a narrative out yeah. there. You you talk about anarchy and Marxism, and we know there's a narrative. Mm-hmm. And these stories are selected to be told in a way that fits the narrative. You think? You think that's what happened in Nashville? I think that's what happened. Well, <laughs> and again, you and I have talked about this before, and I go back to the example of him many times. But this guy, um, David Dorn, who whose wife spoke at the RNC. Yeah, why, why aren't they putting why aren't they putting his name on a helmet? Why why isn't that name being talked about in in this whole movement? Yeah. And there and there's countless mm-hmm. others. There's other police officers, there's other citizens who are of multiple of different races and they're not mentioned 
because it doesn't fit the narrative. The story doesn't fit the narrative. So we're going to take a break, and we're glad you're with us. Hope you'll come back after the break, 844-777-7928, here on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. Right. And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil Start talking to me Saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a Welcome back to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are here in Jacksonville, Florida on a Friday afternoon and glad you're with us. And, and Doug, you were before the break, we were talking about Hebrews and the review you've been doing of Hebrews and coming up to this passage that you taught on this week, which, by the way, make sure you're listening next week because the, the teaching there at the back end of chapter 10 is is really important well it's the fourth warning yeah, and it's about really, really important. it's about posers and really apostates yeah. and you know the most tragic uh figure in all of scripture to me is judas mm. uh, the man who walked with jesus for three years and um was well acquainted with his miracles his teaching more mm. than anybody who rejected him probably there was nobody closer to jesus that rejected him probably than mm-hmm. judas mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's just tragic. Um, but yeah. you know, Dave, uh, I, I do want to go back to one thing that I, you know we were talking about the Netflix thing, and I know at times you can feel overwhelmed with all the things, and so we end up not doing anything. And I, I want to quote Edmund Burke. You've probably heard this before, but the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Mm. Remember that quote? Mm -hmm. What a lot. He also, uh, that was part of a larger essay he wrote. And there's another part of it. I want to quote that most people haven't heard. It says when bad men combine or come together, the good must associate. In other words, the good have to come together else they will fall one by one an unpitied sacrifice in a contemptible struggle. Mm. And what he's saying is, and I'm, I think we're starting to see some of that people with what John MacArthur's doing out in California and what other people's people are starting to say, okay, we stand together as one We're we're not going to be bullied. We're not going to be, you know, the church throughout history has always, uh, been a force that the gates of hades will not triumph against in other words we're offensive but i feel like in the last six months we've been put into a defensive posture Mm. in a lot of ways not just with covid and not even with the riots even but just just we've just been defensive almost instead of offensive and so there is absolutely nothing wrong. I think I think the majority of people that are listening to this broadcast, if they saw a 40, 50-something-year-old man go up and try to abuse a five- or six-year-old girl, they would have no problem stepping in. Well, it's no different when it's electronic. Mm-hmm. It's no different when it's through the social media or whatever it is. So... All you have to do, you can go to Netflix. It has a contact. If you you know if you go to right. Netflix, uh, you can. I'm, in fact, right now as we're sitting, I'm just going to make sure because I I'm pretty sure that you can do it. I, I don't. Wanna... There's got to be a way on their website. Every website for every company has a little link that says contact us, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's got to be a way to do that. It it can't be. Yeah. It can't if, be anything if you too if you scroll down to the bottom. They have a line that you can for questions, okay? Or you can click contact us. Mm-hmm. And it says you can call us from any phone. You can live chat with them, it says. Uh, and, and you can say, please take cuties off of your service. Mm-hmm. Please get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And and there would be nothing wrong with that. And, and I, just remember, if you live chat, don't don't abuse the person you're chatting no, with on the just, other end. <laughs> no, but they're they just ha- working there. No, but they have to log it in. When sure. you do that, they it's recorded a lot of times. Absolutely. And so, no, you know, I'm just saying. You know, I, and I say that as much to myself as anybody else. Right? It's so easy to to get into it with somebody, and all we want to do is state state what we're contacting them for in a. Yeah. In well, a, I just in got a, hey, I just, way. I just got a, a text from one of our listeners who says this is what uh, reminds me of Roman one Romans one. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, 
but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Mm. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. That's Romans 1, 21 Mm -hmm. through um, 23. You know, another verse that pops into my mind, David, is, is in 1 Timothy when Paul is writing to Timothy and as he writes Timothy about uh, just things and tries to give him instruction on the church back in chapter one, uh, it says, um, let's see, it says, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was second Thessalonians. Where is it? One is it's one. Uh, you were mentioning Timothy. Yeah, yeah first, first yeah. Timothy. He says, now we know the law is good if one uses it law, lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice, those who practice homosexuality, uh, enslavers, liars, perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I've been entrusted. I mean, the law is basically given to expose all of this stuff and it is being exposed in a big way. And we as believers have the hope for the guilt that all these people walk around with. And one of the things they... Because that was us. The Bible says in other places, and some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified. All that guilt from those things that we had is on Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and we are supposed to be going and being a light and being hope to these very people who are out there and who not only do these things, but they approve of those things Mm -hmm. As people do them, you know, I think that's Paul wrote that. Yep. So, um, yep. yeah, I appreciate that text, by the way. Just a reminder, the, the other text that I was just reading was from Thessalonians. And Thessalonians has a lot of um, kind of end time stuff in it. You t- sometimes forget about that. But Thessalonians has a lot about Antichrist and, and the end of the age. And it's an interesting letter. Well, yeah. And I was reading from second Thessalonians chapter two, where in verse uh, nine, he said, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth mm. and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm. There's some people that will never bow their hearts. They're just going to be uh, they're, 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 they're be deluded because they never really cared about God. They don't want to care about God. They're sons of Satan is what Jesus calls them mm. uh, when he refers to the Pharisees mm-hmm. one time. Uh, so anyway, I just think that you know people ask, how long, you know, how long is it going to be? Are we going to go through this? And people ask, or is, is uh, this the end times? Are we in the end times? And I told the guys this morning, I said, you know, we, we're closer today than we were yesterday. Sure. Tomorrow we'll be closer 
than we were today Mm -hmm. to Jesus' return. And for some of us, you may be listening now, you may see him tomorrow. We don't know. We don't know. We live every day as if it's our last day. We live every day as if we won't because there are no guarantees. There was a 27-year-old guy out in, uh, uh, I think, Houston, who was a hockey coach, and um, he contracted COVID. And the COVID um, coagulates your blood, and it slows your heart down, believe it or not. Well, he took a sleeping pill that further exacerbated that, and he ended up dying. I saw that headline. Did yeah. you? Yeah. And and so it it wasn't the COVID itself, but it was the it was also adding on to it, and that's mm. that's the thing, you know. But he didn't. He twenty seven years old, not forty seven, not sixty seven, seventy seven. He was forty seven years 27, or twenty seven yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, I just. If you're listening to this, can I just real quickly tell you that God created you and me for a dependent relationship on him, one in which uh, we acknowledge that he's our creator and he created us for a relationship where we depend on him and trust him every day. But because of our selfishness and self self-ledness, that relationship was broken and and we earn death. The Bible says that our our fate for eternity because our souls are eternal our fate for eternity is eternal separation from god no hope no love no help forever uh, as soon as we die we go into this place our souls do of eternal torment unless we have jesus and the bible says because of jesus he said he came 2000 years ago born to a virgin said I'm going to die. Three days later, I'm going to rise again. And anyone who trusts in me, who believes in me, not just what I did, but me, I will make my home with him and live with him, and he will be saved forever. If you want that, all you got to do is call out to him. Let him know that you want him, and you want to follow him, and you want him to save you. And the Bible says he will. And that's my prayer for you. Hey, I'm going to be at Pranavidra Presbyterian Church this weekend preaching. I would love for you to join me at 4510 Palm Valley Road. Come by and see me, and uh, I'd love to have you there. Amen. Thanks for giving us that gospel message at the end there, Doug. And appreciate everyone listening. Have a great weekend, and we will see you back here next week on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening